We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast and it's your friday edition of the pack a day podcast i was just thinking about this because our whole podcast here like our friday episodes are supposed to be about the game coming up if the packers they're going to make the playoffs but if they don't like, is this our last show of the year together, then, the three of us? I suppose it would be, unless we do some sort of season wrap-up. But, yeah, that's what? true, because, we're yeah, we're ahead of the game. You don't have to worry about that, though. We're not. We're making the playoffs. <laughs> we'll be here next week. We will be here next week. <laughs> we're going with that. We're going with that. I'm Shanna. Monty is here. Nathan is here. And before we started recording, I was like, stop talking, because we need to talk about this. Of course, watching the game on New Year's Eve, you know, Sunday night football, my fiance is like a raging Packerholic, and he was very upset because the house party they were going to, they were going to play games during the game and do all this stuff. And he was like, yeah, can't do that. Yeah. He's like, absolutely not. I'm like, you're going to be fine. Just find a spot on the couch right in front of the TV. You're going to be fine. Um, and we were just talking about it, like what we did on New Year's Eve. And Nathan was saying like, you were out, huh? Like you were at, at the bars. Yes. And normally I am against that like i hate with packer parties i hate going to you know even like for the bucks games deer district i never wanted to go there because i was always like i want to just be either at home in front of the tv you know pacing around watching the game just me and my dad or whatever or i want to be at the game you know one of those two things 
Now, the Packers this year have definitely been like I haven't had as much stress about these games as I normally do. Like, again, with the Rodgers era, it was so much pressure. It was so much like every year you were expected to like, okay, this is the year they're going to get to the Super Bowl and all that. So there was always a little bit more amp to each game. And like, just, I don't know, I had a little bit more stress for each game this year. It's been a nice, and I, I knew it would kind of be this way where I was like, at least for this year, it's an, it's a nice change of pace a little bit. Um, you know, these are big games, but I was always kind of like, okay, if they lose, it's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, this is a, a rebuilding year. So it definitely, this was one of the few years that I would do something like this of going out and watching it at a bar. Um, when it was like a, it was a pretty big game, obviously like they needed to win, but um, it just isn't, it hasn't been as stressful for me this year. It's been more just like, okay, let's watch, let's see what happens. I'm not going to get super upset either way. Um, you know, if, if they don't look that good, it's, it's not, it's okay. They're a young team. There's just a little bit more leeway there than there has been in past years. So yeah, we were out at the bar watching it. And again, I was telling you guys before we started, I was like, it was, it was nice that we didn't have to be fully invested watching the entire game, you know, cause it was pretty much over by mid third. It was like, you kind of just keep tabs on it. Okay. You know, what's going on and watch, watch a few plays and stuff, but we didn't have to be totally stressed out watching the end of that game. I didn't, um, I, I didn't watch it all the way through. Like I was catching bits and pieces of it, but I did, I did obviously have I've watched like the condensed version or like I rewatched it since then. But I have, I, I said, I had a feeling that people were probably really excited because they were just getting ready to think that they could like turn it off and get back to the rest of their night. But then Toure fumbled the punt. <laughs> <laughs> and then people were like, oh, great. Now I got to watch at least the next quarter and a half because I just put them right back in the game at that point. But I was like, if that didn't happen, yeah, you could have gone and gone about your night at halftime, essentially. Which that is, is so very easy to think about, like that we had a Packer game that we were watching and it was like, we don't even have to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I totally remember that, that fumble was the point. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It was like, wait, hold on. Like, let's make sure that this doesn't get too close here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, at least they, they kept it at a pretty good distance. So. And it looks like two Ray might not be playing any more. Yeah, he's, uh, he was injured the next day out of nowhere. He was on IR, yeah. I guess. And then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't surprising, obviously, with the game that Bull Melton had that he took his spot. But, yeah, I thought that was a very interesting way to – oh, yeah, he's hurt now, by the way. So Bull <laughs> Melton, I just – I love him so much. I think it's great. Like, the energy after the game, the way that all the players just went absolutely nuts on him, I thought yeah. was so awesome. So I think that he earned that right. Like, let's go. I'm all in on Bo Melton, whose jersey looks like it says Bo on it, which makes me like him even more. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I'm – I'm way over and I no longer care about Jordan Love not getting the turkey leg because the champagne <laughs> on the field, like with Aaron Jones out there too, like that was that was a way better spectacle in my opinion. Like if you would have told me I could only get one of those, I would have way rather had that than the turkey leg. The hats were incredible. Like yeah. Aaron Jones looked like he should be wearing that hat at all. <laughs> that was funny. It was awesome. So yeah, what a what a game to watch. Um, it's just it's wild to think that we before previously were like, there's no way they're going to the playoffs, and now we're like, oh, this is not going to be our last episode. We are going to the playoffs. We're going to keep on going. Of course, the game going to be three twenty five this Sunday. You can listen to it on the Packers Radio Network. But before we get to that, um, let's talk about the injury report. Have you guys had a chance to look at that? So it's. I always say don't get sticker shock when it gets posted because like we've talked about before, the Packers list 
every little thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this ever happened or not, but I I feel like they might like. I wonder if they ever gotten like talked to or fined or anything about the fact that they about some kind of injury designation because yeah, if you look, it, they always list any tiny thing someone is banged uh like dinged up or banged up with, and a lot of these guys still end up playing. So it is very long again, but every wide receiver practiced, which that's yep. massive. That that's literally that has not happened this year, I don't think. Yeah, it's the first time that game. yeah, Love will have all of his <laughs> weapons. I'm excited that Musgrave is coming back, it seems like. Um, so I think that's really awesome too. I love to watch him play. But who are you guys most excited to see come back? Hopefully come back, we'll say. Knock on wood, hopefully come back. I'm gonna I mean, I'm I'll take the somewhat obvious one is like i'm just glad it seems like christian watson's gonna come back um not only again like we talked about before during that really impressive three-game winning streak he scored in each one of those games and he again he does kind of just like unlock a part of the offense so i'm just mostly excited because in his absence all these other guys have started to either flourish or at least kind of like flash and now that they've had to do that down the, you know, the biggest deep on the team now that he's back. I'm really excited to see what that unlocks everybody else. Yeah. I mean, Watson, Wicks, Musgrave, all those guys, like it'll be, it'll be awesome to get them all back. But I, I mean, I would have to agree that Watson's the guy I'm, I'm looking forward to because he did start to really get on a run there before he got hurt. He was really starting to play well. If he was still playing like he was earlier in the season, I wouldn't be as, as excited about it. But the fact that he started turning it around, he started to look more like the receiver we were expecting coming into this season for, a few weeks there before getting hurt. If, you know, if we can get him back plus how some of these other receivers have been playing and you're getting, you know, again, Wicks, Musgrave, all those guys back. Um, this offense has been amazing, even with all these injuries for basically the whole second half of the season. So, um, I mean, I, I'm just excited to see them now fully healthy. Like the, they look like they are pretty, a pretty dominant offense right now. Um, Monty, I know that you were tweeting about how you were excited to unload about um, a certain something. So the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a perfect segue because, <laughs> yeah, like, again, we we said at the beginning, we expect them to win and make the playoffs. So, you know, we said like last year when the Packers had this chance to win and get to win and get in because they had such high expectations. It's the oh, well, you don't want to face this team going into the playoffs because, you know, they have Aaron Rodgers, so if he gets hot, anything could happen. Um, the Packers are playing better, in my opinion, than they were at the end of last year to get in the same position. But yeah, I, I don't think that they get viewed. They're going to get viewed as that team that no one wants to play if they get in, just because. I mean, the defense is is not good, and they had a good showing on on against the Vikings, but obviously there, there's a lot of context to that. Uh, but whoever they, yeah, when they get in, whoever they do end up playing that team's defense better hope they have a good day because the Packers have pretty much scored at will the last three or four games. They've had to, unfortunately, in games like the Carolina game and stuff like that. And they only punted twice against the Bucks and still got blown out, but they're like, they can score in any situation and they're used to be able to blitz Jordan love and that would confuse him. He's greatly improved on that. So the fact they're getting everyone back, if they can get in the offense, I think, is going to be what teams know that they have to be on their P's and Q's about, because I don't think any team is going to be worried about having to keep pace scoring with us. <laughs> and, and there, I mean, if you look at, 
you said the last few games, but really it's been it's been it's now two months basically, like since November, that this offense yeah. has been really, really good. They're Steelers game, of, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of EPA per play, they are since November, like since November, they are the number five offense behind Niners, Cowboys, Ravens, Eagles. It's the Packers number five. That's two months worth of you know data to support that. It's not just two weeks or something. It's this is since week eight. So and all those teams are like either the one or two seeds, basically. Yeah. No, yeah. no lower than the three seed in any of those. Yeah. And I know that the back end of the schedule has been, you know, a little bit easier. But uh, I mean, they went through that hard part of the schedule and they put up, you know, 27 on KC. They put up 29 on Detroit. And it's like they were good even against those those pretty good defenses that they faced. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously the last couple of weeks they're putting up 30, but they are really clicking. They're not it's not just like an above average offense. It is a borderline elite offense for now a couple months. And, you know, this is the type of football you want to be playing going into the back end of the season and going into the playoff run, because, um, you know, we all know it's, it's about getting hot at the right time. It's about, um, you know, that offense clicking when it needs to. And, you know, the love in the offense has been so good. Getting Aaron Jones back has been huge. He had another big game 20 for 120 against the, the Vikings last week. So, um, it's all kind of coming together. They're getting healthy. They're getting um, everything going together, and it's it's been fun to watch, and hopefully they can keep it up. Yeah, for sure. I was just reading about how um, up until I think it was the Panthers game, they didn't have over 100 yards rushing, and Aaron Jones was like, hold my beer, and then <laughs> came in for it. So we, we love Aaron Jones. And we love to see that Jordan Love has been named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week for the first time in his career. I know, Monty, you're probably losing your mind over there because I feel like you're so <laughs> fanboy as uh, as your twitter shows yeah i mean i wouldn't uh i wouldn't i, I had i'm not gonna say i had high expectations i think they were reasonable but i did i mean I, did any of you think he would get any of the numbers even close that he has this year i mean like 34 total touchdowns is third in the league which is crazy um oh sorry th- he's got He's third in the league for passing touchdowns. He's got 34 total. I was going to um, say, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Let's yeah. not be crazy on who number one is, okay, <laughs> Joshua Allen. However, I mean, great point is that, you know, he is third on that list, but Lamar's not going to play this week. Right, and, and and it's possible that Purdy doesn't really play or mm-hmm. finish, like play a whole game, right? So, I mean, you could he could end up being first in the NFL and passing touchdowns in his first year starting, and – I had I put out a poll and most people said that the touchdowns are more impressive. But I said, are you more impressed by the number of TDs or the number of interceptions? And I was kind of torn on which I which I think is better, because if you would have told me before the year that the Packers aren't going to really have a running game, which is the exact opposite of what we thought. Right. We thought they were going to lean on the on the running game. So he's had to win most of these games with his arm with a bunch of inexperienced receivers and 11 picks isn't bad. I don't think he's thrown one in, what, six games? Um, he, he had one against the Giants. Oh, that's right. He did throw one against the Giants. But he has, yeah, he has one in the last seven weeks. So Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, I mean, and he's throwing, you know, he's, he's throwing the ball 30, 35, 40 times a game recently. So that is, in my opinion, like when we all knew that we were going to see more interceptions than we're used to, I'm seeing less than I thought it would have been. Yeah. For me, it's, for, and for me, it's the touch. Yeah. Like I think it's the touchdowns that are, are the most impressive to me. And the fact that, I mean, it is a combination though. I, cause <laughs> it's, 
I'm like looking at these numbers. I'm like, man, it, like the fact that he has eight. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, he has eight games with eight games with uh, multiple touchdowns and no picks, and it's like that's just not something you see from a first year starter. Like you expected, okay, if he's going to put up big touchdown numbers, that probably means he's throwing a lot. That probably means he's also making a lot of mistakes. That probably means he's playing from behind. So it's like you're, you'd expect that if he had a bunch of touchdowns, he probably had a lot more picks. Um, and again, that's just, that has not been the case. And it's like, I, I expected him to be much more of a game manager type quarterback in his first year. And not that there was anything wrong with that. Not because I thought he was bad or anything, just because I'm like, I don't think that he's going to be thrown in there right away and expected to do a ton um but he's he's really and again i mean the middle of the middle of the year that up until that um you know from the the saints game until like the rams game or the steelers game yeah it was like he had that little ugly stretch where it wasn't great but yeah october was not october was not good yeah but the front and back end the front and back end has been like fantastic like better than almost any quarterback in the league so uh, he definitely made up for that bad stretch with two awesome stretches, and it's been really good to see him again get get some consistency. Because, I, I mean, again, we'll just just by looking at touchdowns and picks, which I know don't tell the entire story, but this is the, each of the last seven weeks: two touchdowns, no picks; three touchdowns, no picks; three touchdowns, no picks; one touchdown, one pick; two touchdowns, no picks; two touchdowns, no picks; three touchdowns, no picks. It's that's that's pretty consistent outside of one game. You know? <laughs> yeah. Outside of one game, he's been really, really consistent over the last, you know, half of the season. And I think like what makes me like use the term that he's just so far ahead of where I thought or where I'm sure any of us did is if you would have told me before the season started that Jordan Love's ceiling as a player in his career is going to like is or what he's like, what his consistent baseline is, is like 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns and 11 picks. That's if you, if you would have known that that's what his like baseline is, because that is his baseline, right? This is his first year starting. So we, we assume that he gets better as he obviously grows with like all of the young weapons. So that's a pretty good baseline in terms of like, he's going to end up being a top 10, top eight quarterback when the year's over. Yeah, percent, and you can't even use like the Brock Purdy conversation that like, oh, he has all these weapons. Of course, he's yeah. going to be good. This is the youngest team in the league, so I think that's that to me is probably the most impressive part too. That just as a whole, there's no anyone bailing anyone out kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it's the it's that mindset, right? That most what do people say? Most rookies are bad, right? So it, it doesn't mean that it's a knock on what he's surrounded by that he's quote unquote like. You know, he's not Brock Purdy, but those guys might grow into those type of players where you expect that kind of production. You don't expect like you didn't expect it, which makes it, like you said, more impressive because sure, if 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 this offense turns into a carbon copy of the Niners and Jaden Reed is putting up Debo Samuel numbers and Wicks is out there putting up Brandon Ayuk numbers, then sure, but they're not anywhere close to that yet, and we're still getting that type of production. Yeah, if you told me Watson's going to miss a tr- big chunk of the season, Aaron Jones missed a huge chunk of the season, the offensive line will be dinged up, you know, Bakhtiari's not playing, the offensive line has just overall been disappointing, I'd be like, yeah, Jordan Lowe probably sucked. And it's like, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. like he, he had a great season. And it's so it's it's been remarkable. I mean, I, and that's what gives you so much hope that, like, if he's this good in this situation right now, like, what could he be? 
you know, again, we're going to start to see it at the end of this season. Hopefully if, you know, everyone's healthy and you have everyone back, it's like, what could he be now with even better weapons with, you know, and then next year, all these guys get a little bit better. The offensive line gets a little bit better. Um, it, it just, you can see, and he'll obviously get better. It's like, it, it's only going to go up hopefully. And um, it's just a, a good sign. Hey friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found game time. Game time is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. Game time is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using game time, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet, do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So talking about this Sunday, 325 at Lambeau, um, Nathan, you're not going to the game, right? No, I believe it or not, am I don't like, I don't know if we've talked about this. I don't really like going to football games. Yeah, we, we talked like about it before. On, yeah, I'm a, I'm a watch it on TV type of guy. Same. I like going to basketball games, but if you gave me the choice of like, for most games, unless it's like really, if, if it's really nice out and it's a big game and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go to the Packer game. But if it's just, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not into sitting in the cold and not being able to see where the, the first down line is as easily and you're waiting 40 seconds between plays and just standing there in the cold. I'm like, no, nah, I'd rather just I'd rather just be watching on TV. That's I kind of feel like the, for me, it's the higher the stakes, the more likely I'm I'd rather watch it on TV. Yeah, just because yeah, you honestly, get, I think I you agree. get so much more out of it. You know, replay angles, all yeah. that. Like you don't have to miss any of it when you want to go 
to the bathroom you got to grab you want to grab a snack or something like you don't miss anything so yeah, yeah like i've been to a couple of playoff games and like obviously lambo is a special experience and like you can't top it but yeah as far as what you get out of watching a big game yeah i, I tv's the way to go i'm yeah. totally there with you too and like you said like i like going in the beginning of the season number one not as much at stake number two the weather you're not like <laughs> bundled up in this big coat and just like waddling around the stadium <laughs> trying to find a bathroom and for me, it takes longer because women take forever in the bathroom. God knows why. Probably because we have so many layers on. But I'm right there with you. But if it's basketball or hockey, I love being there. To yeah. me, that's way more fun. Yeah. Every every year, my friends and I now go to a Packer preseason game, which is perfect because the stakes are nothing. You know, you're just there to watch the game. You're like, oh, maybe maybe these young guys can look good and whatever. But you don't really care. And it's nice out. It's like the perfect kind of kind of thing to do for us every year where we don't have to be super into the game we can kind of just be there drink a little bit and it's like you're in shorts and a t-shirt yeah because being there is more about the experience so that's yeah yeah Yeah. and another thing too is like if they lose i don't we i don't want to take a trip like that every year (laughs) where it's like a big game and if they lose you're like god my whole trip's ruined like you know we we went to for the bucks like i've done that a couple times where we'd go to like game sevens or something we'd travel to a game seven and they won the one in Brooklyn when they won the title, which was great. But then the next year we went to the one in Boston and they lost. And I was like, man, like I couldn't even enjoy the trip because I was mad about the game. I was nervous for the game. Like it's the whole the whole thing revolves around the game rather than just like, oh, let's just hang out with my friends. So it, it changes the whole aspect of it. So I'm more I like doing that stuff more when it's like a lower stakes thing. We let these men who we've never met before designate our mental health. <laughs> like. It's healthy. It's totally healthy. It's, yeah, it yeah, I realize it's super healthy. It's super healthy. Um, but looking at the game on Sunday, you know, of course, um, Chicago's defense. I didn't realize this. Like, I know that they have gotten progressively better, but I didn't realize that they lead the NFL in interceptions for the seasons and points allowed the last five games. So what are you going to be watching on Sunday when it comes to that? Because to that, that to me, I was like, oh, shoot. How much are they going to be really using Aaron Jones? Are they going to focus more on throwing, especially with Christian Watson back in, passing game and all that? So how are you guys feeling? I think um, – I, I do think the key is – and, you know, this is very exciting and a super hot take, but on our side, running the ball and then stopping and at least controlling their rushing attack. Like, it's going to come down to the trenches for me Um the Bears defense since they did get Montez sweat is legitimately, it's been really, really good. And a lot of it, there is context there because they haven't played some great teams or some QBs that are playing anywhere near as good as Jordan love. Like again, they played Taylor Heineke last weekend in a snowstorm and he's not good and he was bad. So they got, I think like four picks on Sunday or whatever, but yeah, they, they are very good at taking the ball away, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. The Packers have not been very good at, they have seven interceptions now. <laughs> like, the, the, I think there are a couple players in the NFL this year that have more than seven picks. <laughs> so, yeah, with this controlling the ball is going to be massive for this game. And I think that's why the Packers are going to have to have a good Aaron Jones day, which is really good that he's maybe he's not 100%, but his legs are as fresh as they could be going into week 18. And I think they leaned into him in a big way in the passing game in the first game. Um, but I think he could, he has a chance to have a good rushing day. And I think that's going to be the key to, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, I mean, we've been very bad at that, by the way, just to preview, have, like if you yeah, we have. 
if you're trying to guess what the score is and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go with what those three on Friday morning, so probably don't. Probably don't. But anyway, Nathan, what are you gonna be watching? I, I very, very much agree with Monty in that it's gonna likely come down to the rushing attack. It's gonna on both sides. Um and the yeah, the Bears defense has been statistically like by far the number one passing defense over the last six weeks. Um, it's not even close to who like everyone else is far beneath them. And I expect them to, you know, apply some pressure, maybe get a turnover or two. And that'll, that'll, as Monty said, that'll very much be a key is the Packers are not good at forcing turnovers, but they have not turned the ball over much themselves. You know, again, Jordan Love has been good at taking care of the ball. And so the only, I mean, the only game that he wasn't really good with that, was that Giants game that they lost. And that's kind of how they lost that game is you turn the ball over, you gave them some short fields, and all of a sudden that kind of screws with the game. So they're going to have to take care of the ball. They're going to have to lean on that running attack. Um, I, I, to me, it is like a similar type of game plan to the um, that Giants game where it's like, okay, I, I do think at Lambeau against this team that you've dominated historically, that you, I think you are just better than you have a much more to play for than them. If it's a normal game, I think you win. I don't think, you know, as long as there's nothing crazy that happens in special teams, as long as there's nothing crazy that happens with turnovers, um, I think the Packers should win this game. So lean on the running attack. That's been awesome the last two weeks. And Love takes care of the ball. Um, and then, you know, again, it's going to likely come down to to that. And I, I think that our defense... You know, as you said, I do expect it to be a pretty high-scoring game. I think the defense can hold down the Bears enough that, I mean, again, with how good our offense has been, they can still outscore them. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to to contain Fields though at times. There's gonna he's probably gonna make a few plays, and going against running quarterbacks always kind of scares you. But I do think they should be able to limit them enough that they're able to outscore them on the other end if they can lean on Jones, take care of the ball, and um, you know, hopefully get, take us to a victory. I'm just like I'm I'm fascinated to see just how this like the energy that this that this team this year is going to play with in this situation because you know we're in the, like we said before we're in the same situation as last year we have a chance for win and you're in but like doesn't it just feel like totally different to you guys right like last year it was kind of the are they going to make one final push before we get a lot of uncertainty about the team's future and is this like the end of an era if they make it? They're going to be one last Super Bowl run, all that stuff. But this year is kind of just like they're not supposed to be in this position yet, and we didn't think they would be. But Matt LaFleur has, you know, a big chance to not let the same mistake happen. I'm not going to call it a mistake, but not let it play out the same as it did last year, right? They, he, he This is a really young team. But a lot of the core guys were still here last year because they were rookies, especially on offense, right? So your Romeo Dobbs, your Christian Watsons, you know, your young guys on the line, like your Zach Toms and your Rasheed Walkers, who are now starters, like they want they they just missed out on getting to the playoffs last year. And now they have a chance to do it. So I think the the energy both like from the players and I think the fans are gonna be just way more jazzed up. And that's why I feel like this has like a I mean, playoff atmosphere because it's a win or go home game, but, and there are like a few scenarios, I think, where they can still make it if they lose. Right. Like, yeah, I got that here too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if they end up losing, they can still get in. If like the Cardinals beat Seattle, which is doable, right. The lions beat the Vikings seems like that'll probably happen. 
And then I don't know what the, I don't remember what the third one is. And the Falcons have to beat the saints. That's, that's okay. the scenario. The second that would be scenario. The, that'd be the tough one. Yeah. The f- second scenario is that the um, Buccaneers lose to the Panthers. The Seahawks lose to the Cardinals and the Vikings lose to the Lions. So the same thing as the previous one, except but the um, Panthers win Buccaneer Buccaneers. We want to lose. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, it, and, so you're saying there's a chance, you know, and and, what, and the, the benefit to them playing in this, that, that the late window, most of those scenarios will have played out by the time they, they kick off. So they'll mm-hmm. be, wa- they'll be scoreboard watching, you know, maybe the, the Cardinals game, but they're pretty much going to know by the time they kick off. Yes. We want to take care of it, win and win. But if we lose, then we're, we know that we're out by then. So yeah, that gives them, hopefully that gives them a little bit extra. And the Seahawks yeah. game starts at three twenty-five. Okay, yeah. So they'd be they'd be scoreboard watching. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're not if they're losing the game when that comes <laughs> into play. But <laughs> I hope they're not like they're on their yeah. phone sideline the just checking, <laughs> checking the game. Yeah, if the game's not going well, we'll be scoreboard watching that game. See, I kind of like that drama. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I didn't want all the games to be done ahead of the Packer game because if they go into it and they're like, you know, if, if something doesn't work out in their favor, they're like, oh, this is kind of lame. You know, I like the drama. Like, give me the, the drama. Give me the popcorn. I agree. I It's fun. It's fun to follow that stuff and be invested. There's like the, there's always every year there's like a team that um, – They'll like finish their game and then up on the up on the big screen they play the other team's game and so yeah. the whole crowd, the whole yeah, crowd watching it are watching it like come on yeah. we need the Ravens to lose it's like um, it's always fun to watch but back to what Monty said about you know and that's kind of what I touched on at the very start of this where he said it's a it's a totally different feel going into this last week this year than it had than it was last year even though it's a similar situation you know that was the end of the era that was all it felt like all of this pressure of like. This this is it. You know, you've got to win this game against the Lions, get in the playoffs, have another chance at the Super Bowl with Rodgers because you have no idea what's what's on the other side of this after this season. Whereas now it's it's just a little bit more relaxing. And I hope they don't play relaxed. But um, I mean, as a fan, that's kind of what I, what I was talking about earlier, where I was like, I don't have as much stress with these games where I'm like, I, I'm confident this team will be getting better. And this team is where I, I'm happy. It is like I'm happy where this team is. Um I have more certainty about the future than I did last year and all that. So it's been nice to be able to just watch these games, enjoy them a little bit. You know, yeah, it's a little bit stressful, but it's like, all right, like if if we did lose this game at the end of the day, um, it doesn't make me feel any worse about our future than it than if we had, you know, won it really. It's like I, I want to be in the playoffs. I want to have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year and go as far as they can, get some playoff experience. But as far as the future goes, it's just it's nice to have a little bit of a peace of mind knowing that like, okay, we're in a pretty good spot. We've got young guys. We're playing well. We know we have our quarterback, all that stuff. It's, it's just a, a more peaceful spot to be in. Yeah. I got it. An exciting spot. Like last year, it sounds mean, but like Rogers was so dramatic. I was like the spiteful ex. I'm like, I don't want you to because <laughs> you're annoying me and I don't want good things for you. So, but this, I had, it's like, give, a it 15, give it, give it 15 years. Love will be the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it, it's definitely it first was far, then it's Rogers. In 15 years, everyone will be like, Man, I just am sick of Jordan Love. I need I want him gone. <laughs> yeah, I've got like a, a you know, I'm triply invested. A, I want the Packers to win. B, I don't want the Packers on hard knocks because yeah, I like the in season version better. And if they don't make the playoffs, they're for sure going to be the normal pick, which oh. means, yeah. which means if they make the playoffs, I bet they're first in line to be the in season pick. 
And I'm fine with that because I think it's a more compelling show. Like I've been watching the Dolphins one this year. Me a too. team like a team like in playoff contention and like as they're growing as the season goes on, that's way more compelling to me than like watching them in training camp or whatever. Um, I totally agree with you. And I was going to ask you guys how you felt about that. Cause I'm loving this dolphin season. It's so fun. They are such a fun team like the Packers. Um, but I didn't know that that would kind of be the contention of it is making the playoffs. Yeah. Cause if, if, if they missed, cause they would make it two, they would miss it two years in a row, not a chance. HBO doesn't pick them for hard knocks. Like absolutely like zero chance. They don't get picked. And I would like to avoid I just don't care about the spectacle, like the Jets coming to Lambeau next year. Like it would be exciting, obviously all that, but it would be nauseating up until the game and the spectacle would be like out of control. Like I would just rather put that behind us completely because then we don't play him for four more years unless it's a Super Bowl matchup or whatever. But yeah, I would prefer to avoid that drama coming back. I also have the Bears under seven and a half wins this year. And they, somehow <laughs> scrapped their, they somehow scrapped their way to seven wins. And this was looking like a lock at like yeah. you know, six, seven weeks into the season. I'm like, oh, this is the easiest one I've ever made in my life. If they win this game, they're going to get to eight. So double incentive for the to put them out of their misery, finish them at seven wins. Um, I wanted to ask quick, do you, would you prefer to play Lions or Cowboys in the playoffs round one? If, if they make it, of course, but. Honestly, those are, those are kind of the two options, I think. Yeah, honestly, I don't I feel the same about both of them for different reasons. Like I'd be fine playing the Cowboys just because it's always fun to play the Cowboys and going in there with nothing to lose yeah. is would be huge. But you know, the Packers' biggest weakness is they have don't have a good run defense and the Cowboys can't run the ball at all. So you're looking at a Jordan Love Dak Prescott shootout. That sounds pretty fun. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't care about playing Detroit either because you know you can go in there and win. So yeah, they don't me, they don't have any playoff experience either. So who knows if nerves get to them, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I think it, I'd rather play Detroit than you know. I, I think that familiar opponent. I, yeah, it's a known opponent, as you said. It, they're not. You know, it, it's going to be. I feel like a lot of pressure on that team. A lot of hype for them going into that game. That this is your first playoff game in how long? And this is like it's just going to be such a big deal that you know, it could be a disappointing performance from them. And I think that I, tr- I don't trust our defense in either of those games on the road right. against two good offenses, but I trust our offense more against the lions defense than I do against the Cowboys. So I would, I would rather have the lions personally. And yeah, I mean, it, a divisional game, it's like, I can see us like any, any team in any division can win a divisional game. Like at any point it, I don't care how bad the one team is or how good the other one is. Like those games are usually close and usually, um, I mean, or I guess could go either way. So I'm I'm just more confident in us potentially pulling an upset against a divisional opponent that we've already beaten this year. And um that'd be it'd be fun to to play that. What what's just fun for me is we have one game left of pressure, right? Because the Packers are favored, I'm pretty sure. So this yeah. is a game that you're expected to win. But win finish the season with a win at home in front of your fans, get into the playoffs, and then from there you get to play spoiler no matter what. Like yeah. At, at worst, you lose games that no one thinks you're going to win, but you have a chance yeah, to go in and be a serious spoiler. And that's, we haven't, I, we have not watched the Packers go into the playoffs thinking they're going to be spoilers since probably what? 2015? 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want like you know, the, the, the no Jordy year when they snuck in. So like, yeah, that's, but even then, even then it was like, okay, you've got prime Rogers. You're always, right, you're yeah. not really anyone's underdog. So I would, I would honestly go back to the year they won the Super Bowl where yeah. it was, they snuck in and you had young Rogers who hadn't really accomplished anything yet. And they were able to, you know, upset the Falcons and everything. So yeah, I mean, it definitely helps not having the pressure and just like, um, you know, going into it with a, with a totally different feel and, um, yeah, I mean it'll, it'll be interesting, and I, th- I think that I think that they'll probably it'll probably help them play. But like again, if they were playing, the, if they're playing the Lions, I just think there's so much more pressure on the Lions in that game than there would be the Packers. It's like the Packers aren't even expected to be in this spot. The Lions, they're you know again, everyone's been talking about them as you know they're they're so good for the first time in in a long time and playing a playoff game again. It's at home. Um, I just think you know again the, the pressure beyond them, and if the Packers get blown out forty to ten, it's like. Who cares? We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs to begin with, you know. You don't. You don't think there'd be more pressure on the Cowboys? Yeah, <laughs> there'd be a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. <laughs> Holy cow! Mike, the Mike McCarthy matchup, like that's oh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, like yeah. that's like good playoff storyline right there. But yeah, we got to get there. We have to get there first. I just feel like both teams are kind of semi frauds this year, so that's why I was like, ooh, I don't know, because both are so wishy washy. They're either there's crazy. literally like. There's literally like four non-fraud teams in the whole league this year. The playoffs are going to be crazy. There's probably two. I think I think yeah. there's two: the Niners and the Ravens. And I think everyone else is like, yeah, they're kind of frauds. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. One of my teams being one of them for sure. Um, but I'm kind of the same way that I think I'd rather have them play the Lions since it's the familiarity of the team. You play them obviously twice a year, and you know, beating them on Thanksgiving, I would I would lean towards the Lions, but. Um, talking about the scores this week, this is our favorite time because we really nail this segment every single week. Um, the the Bears have not allowed more than 20 points since November 19th, which was the Lions. The Lions won 31-26. So keeping that in mind, what are your predictions for Sunday's game? I I have no issues predicting they're going to score more than that. I mean, those offenses they faced in those games haven't been good. Um, and the QBs haven't been good. So, I mean, it, this is the second time Jordan Love will see the Bears. He always plays a team better the second time he plays them. I don't necessarily know if he's going to outplay what he did week one because that was a 38-point explosion. But once he sees your defense and once he sees what you like to do, he lear- he's clearly a quick learner because he just picks it apart the next time. So I don't have any problem predicting. I'm going to say the Packers – I'm going to say they get to 28. Um, 28 feels about right. Um, and I think the, uh, I, I just don't trust our defense. I'm not going to pretend what we saw last week is, um, sorry, I'm looking for, uh, I can't replicate it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think they're not gonna be able to replicate it against the, the bears of a Justin Fields, great rushing attack. Obviously I, you know, he's always going to break at least one long one against the Packers. I think he has in every single game. Um, so I think, I think the bears get to 23. So it's going to be a little bit of a, it's going to be a little bit of a nail biter, but yeah, I, I, I think that feels about right. 28, 23 Packers. Okay. And Nathan. I am going to go It's pretty, pretty similar score, but I'm, I'm going to go 30, 20 Packers. And I, yeah, I do think that they'll, they, I don't, I don't think they'll have much trouble putting up um, points in this game. I think leaning on Aaron Jones, Jordan Love does what he needs to do when he when he's you know asked to throw a little bit more, but lean on Jones and um, you know again I think I think that the Bears can put up some points on us. I think 
there'll be times where Fields escapes and Fields is making plays. And, you know, but I just don't think it's consistent with him ever. It's not something that he's usually able to do over long periods of time or for like an entire game. It's more of a, you know, okay, a couple plays here, a couple plays there. But I think I think at the end of the day, they'll they'll be able to outscore the Bears. And again, with how with how this offense has looked over the past, you know, over the second half of the season, as long as they don't turn it over like they did in that Giants game, it's like they've been putting up pretty big point totals. And so, yeah, I think they should be able to do it with with a healthy offense and with Jones back or with Jones, um, you know, playing uh, as good as he's been all season and getting 20 carries plus in the last two games. So. I'm I'm thinking they can they can put up 30 and win 30 to 20. I think 28-21 only because I I think it's going to be a semi nail biter but not a close game if that makes sense where it's going to be like uh, you oh, think the Bears oh. score like real late yeah and it's going to be like oh shit like the Samari Toure like drop yeah. like, oh shit <laughs> hold on hold up a minute but then nothing really happens yeah so that's why I'm going to go with um 28-21 Packers and we'll see if our predictions are anywhere near that um, <laughs> 42-40 shootout coming guys yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a very very bold change to my prediction and that is I think this game ends in scoregami 32-19 wow okay. I don't know how that'll happen but I was just I was like you know what what's a scoregami around 30 to 20 and I'm like 32 be pretty cool then end the season on a scoregami I'd be down for if, that if they if they yeah if they win this game 32-19 I that would be one of the greatest predictions of all time. I'd have to think. I would think so. It would be the first time we actually got one right. I think so. That would be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Be that's predict- definitely that. That's definitely a combo of someone missed an extra point, or they went for two for some, some reason. Yeah. Safety, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, safety. something something crazy. Yeah, just get for me. both sides too. For both sides, because yeah. I don't know how you get to nineteen. I don't know nineteen how you get to stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when it's thirty-two nineteen, just remember that I said. <laughs> Perfect. All right, you guys got anything else today? Uh, I do not. The Bucks play in ten minutes, so go Bucks. Oh, we gotta oh, go. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. As you know, we record this on Wednesdays. We gotta let young Nathan go. All right. Um. So as always, you can listen to the game on ninety-seven three, the game, and the rest of the Packers Radio Network. Kickoff three twenty-five at Lambeau on Sunday. I will have your halftime and your post-game reports. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. The Bears still suck. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.